Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Today's episode of Pit Panther Rants and other sports brands podcast is brought to you by the Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or go to Instagram, type in sportsdrink without the vowels, you know, S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. And check them out. All we do is ask that you close the door behind you, because we're trying not to let the funk out. Welcome to a Pit Panther Rants, our sports podcast. Watt Harris, your host, brought to you by the Sports Drink. I got some, you know, pretty um, cool things. Ch- uh, well, actually, um, let's talk about them right now. Let's see. For fa- you know, for fa- you know, Father's Day was yesterday, and it was a good time. Uh, my last two Father's Days have been great. I mean, last Father's Day, I, took, I went ice skating, which was, you know, I went on ice skating and I went on a date. And I remember the date ended up friends. She ended up friend zoning me because um, I had three young kids and an ex. I had an ex and three young kids. And this woman, she was very nice. And she was probably, in her, I think she was in her late 40s, I think 47 maybe. She's never had kids, never been married. And, um, yeah, that's, you know, she's never had, I mean, she was one of those, she's one of those, uh, fitness, fitness people. And I'm sure she's probably on one of those, probably on Instagram as well. I mean, she was good looking, nice body. Um, the only thing I, I can say about her was she was vegan, which, you know, I don't mind. I mean, our date was at a vegan Mexican restaurant and you know I'm not you know I'm open to try new things like that you know I've I've done it I've so it is what it is your your diet is your diet. Uh, she ha- she couldn't eat past six thirty, and she had to be in bed by at least eight thirty. And unfortunately, you know I understand she didn't like my baggage, which was this having three kid th- three young kids and you know dealing with you know dealing with an ex. But yeah, I can't date somebody who has to be in bed, you know. Before my ki- before my kids, <laughs> you know, my, my my kids go to bed probably at like nine o'clock, maybe uh, during the summer. During the summer, I stop till ten usually. But yeah, I I, I you know, on, on school nights they maybe go to bed at eight thirty. But yeah, I can't you know, I mean, but te- teach their own. I mean, I mean, if you need if you need the rest, you need the the rest. I mean. You know, she just had a very strict work, very strict schedule, and just, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't gonna work. But the uh, the thing about it is, if you're in your forties and you're dating, trying to date somebody, uh, everybody you date, regardless, I mean, if you're a guy trying to date somebody or a woman trying to date somebody, uh, they're all gonna have some sort of baggage attached to them. I mean, no matter what. It could be kids. It could be emotional baggage. It could be you know mental baggage. It could be all kind of baggage. I mean, it's they're all going to have some sort of baggage by now, and you know the dang pool will pretty much uh, 
that just is what it is. And and from what I've seen, it's more, you know, people just stop, you know, a lot of dates I, mean, I dealt with, I mean, people just stop communicating with you. Whether it's they don't call as much, you don't text as much. And after a while, it's like, well, I put the energy of, you know, driving all that way, wasting gas. I mean, especially the gas prices now. I mean, wasting gas, spending money on that date or whatever. You have a great time. And, of course, it leads to, not, you know. So, yeah, that's just how it is. But um, this Father's Day was pretty decent. I had, you know. Plenty of gifts. I was spoiled. Uh, we had dinner. You know, it was it was an awesome time. I mean, uh, the fact that I got to spend holidays without any drama, without you know dealing with you know any type of toxicity is always a good thing. But uh, what the, what did I get? I got picture frames. Let's see. I got some some clothes and of course and some you know some you know some you know, of course dinner. But you know. I can't go wrong with that. I mean, I love food. Oh, so my kids got me a football. So we get, you know, because they always see me playing Madden on uh, the, the TV, you know, the PlayStation 4. So they bought me a football. So I throw a football, you know, we, we spent the day tossing the football around as well, which was kind of cool. And I got some football cards, some action pack that I ordered off eBay. Now, these were 20 bucks a box. Yeah, and pretty much with that, with this action pack, you pretty much are getting what you paid for with twenty bucks. I mean, these are these car, these cards are from nineteen ninety one, so these I mean these are thirty. Let's see, shit, these are thirty year old cards. Thirty years, thirty years old. When I was collecting cards in nineteen eighty eight, eighty seven, thirty years back was in the fifties, and those cards were expensive as all get out. When I collected in '91 and I, you know for '88 and whatever, I expected three or four years that my cards would be worth a lot of money. Now a lot of cards that I collected back then are worth the same as, it, as what they are now, and and the cards that I spent money on go, going to the you know, to the convenience store. Uh, we're going way off target here, but because you know this was supposed to be you know I was supposed to start off a pit, but I can get my card. I can get the, the cards I collected. 30 years ago, or even, let's see, hell, 40 years ago, maybe, no, 30, yeah, 30, 30 years, I can get them for the same price I bought them, you know, now I can get them for the same price I bought them 30 years ago, or even cheaper, you know, because, um, yeah, we'll have to get to this, back to this um, conversation, because this is pretty, you know, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the piss stuff. Let's let's get the piss stuff out of the way because I got some love other stuff I have to talk about. <clears throat> uh, Pig football got some more verbals. They got three more, and I think they got more commits. I guess coming in that have yet to announce. But uh, they got Rasheem Biles, an athlete from Pickerton, Ohio. They got Braylon Lovelace, a linebacker. He's pretty much a. They say he's a project, pretty much. Uh, He's from Leechburg, PA, and uh, Montrevious Lloyd, running back from St. Petersburg, Florida. So they got some pits, got some more guys, so they're still loading up. But on top of that, you know, I need to stop. I need to stop. Um, 
making some troll tweets because I did one for Pittsburgh Sports Now where I had my top three receivers. And my top three receivers were white. I, I posted were, were white guys. And, you know, I mean, Cooper Cup was an obvious one. But, I mean, Hannah Renfro, not really. The guy's 26 years old and pretty much, you know. And then, But the thing that did give away was, was Adam Thielen. Or Thielen, or how you pronounce his name. I mean, that was a dead giveaway. That was not a you know serious tweet. I probably I, I probably should have had Cole Beasley, but I didn't. And yeah, you know, some people did take that seriously, and it really, really wasn't that serious. But that's the that's the that's the life of the internet. Now let's. Um, I keep trailing off here, but yeah, but Pit Hoops also added. Um, yeah, Pit Basketball added a four star. Carlington Carrington, uh, he's supposedly a top one or prospect. I mean, he chose to put over Stanford, Lola, Chicago, George Mesa, Iona, which aren't which aren't you know a bad list of schools. I mean, that really isn't. I mean, Lola Chicago's had some success. Same with I mean, those are all names when you when you go look at the NCAA tournament. Usually, those are names that you'll see pop up. I mean, four star. He joins uh, three star three star small four Mary Barnes Jr. So, um, say, I mean, say what you want about Pitt. They've been, uh, for, you know, Jeff Cable, but he's showing, you know, signs of life here as far as the, uh, as far as the recruiting goes. Now, as we look at, uh, going back to Pitt's, um, I'm bouncing all over the goddamn place today. Uh, Pitt football's, uh, commitments, Rasheem Biles, I mean, uh, he had offers from, well, Noble offers, West Virginia, probably Toledo and Purdue. He had a lot of Mac offers, which, you know, you're going to have that. Uh, Braylon Lovelace. Noble offers, Virginia Tech was one of them. Toledo. Yeah, he didn't, uh, yeah. Not much there. And Montrevious Lloyd, the Florida kid. Uh, West Virginia, Wake Forest, South—I mean, South Florida. I mean, so, you know, sometimes they have—you know—they used to be a name. Uh, Florida State. I mean, obviously the Florida school was one of them. So there's that. God, I hate getting text messages during podcasts. But there we go with that. I mean, and I'm still clicking, clicking through. And I'm looking at I'm looking at Twitter right now. And some guy posted, you know, uh, Acer Windows, the guy who calls himself Cliff Notes now. He's posting a picture of some camouflage cargo shorts. So I'm wondering where he's going. Is he going to a? Um, is that Dave? I mean, this car, this, this camouflage cargo spell is, is like, is that like the Dave Matthews kind of thing, or is it some, you know, or is that like an Incubus concert kind of thing, or is it, or is he going to a Three Eleven concert? I mean that I don't know. I went to a three concert. I went to a three eleven concert once, and it was it was it was actually Incubus. It was at the Ross River Rice Rink, and there was no ventilation in that place whatsoever, and everybody was smoke, smoking up. And I just remember by by the time that concert ended, my lungs were just about to collapse. And um, but anyways, running on material here. Um, I'm seeing a Cervosia Dennis. 
In fact, let me pull up that article, actually. Uh, let's take a look here. Servosia Dennis, it's a trip trip from Jerry DePola. Servosia Dennis said his love for pit football made him spurn transferred suitors. Uh, looks like he um, you know, he loves playing a pit, which is great. I mean, I'm happy for him. I love that he wants to stay a pit. But he had a couple of offers from people that um, you know, they, they want him to, to, to entice him to transfer. Uh, Dennis declined to, to identify the schools for good reason. That's NCAA violation. Well, you know, good good for you know, good job. You, you don't want to ruin your eligibility. Uh, one of the reasons why he wanted to stay was he wanted to create his own legacy here. He's almost done with his degree, and he wanted to check that off. And he wanted to stay here with pit football. I mean, obviously, uh, Sir, it's obviously Servosia is he's well connected with his with his teammates at Pitt. And it kind of makes you wonder what happened. Kind of makes you wonder about the Jordan Aston situation. You know, obviously he loves being here. I mean, I mean, look at this quote. Right now, I want to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that's pit football. I have a lot of friends on this team, a lot of family on this team, a lot of young guys who look up to me. If I made that move, how would I look in their eyes? It was a lot that came into play, but mostly my love for pit football. And it kind of. Maybe shed some light a little bit on the Jordan Aston situation. I mean, he was recruited to transfer out of Pitt, but maybe there was something else there. I mean, obviously Jordan had a connection with Kenny Pickett, and maybe when Kenny graduated, and you know, maybe he just yeah, it's it's kind of telling. Maybe just Jordan was maybe a little bit more disconnected than we thought, and that's why he's in the US at USC. It is what it is, but that you know. Sometimes, if you like being, if you if you if you've been somewhere for so long, if you like it there, you don't want to change your routine, you don't want to change things up, you want to disrupt what you do. That's why a lot of people don't like changing jobs. I mean, it's you know, if you have something good going, there's no no sense of disrupting it. You know, if you're getting a, if you're you know if you're getting a steady check and you love the people you're around, I mean it's. Real, all that matters. You know, so. And, I, I mean, obviously that, that defensive unit is, is, a lot, is very unified. You can tell how, you know, how how, unif- how united that group is and how they seem to have a lot of fun. You know, they're always on Instagram Live doing stuff as well. So you have, you know, I've seen that a bunch of times. Brandon Hill's always on Instagram doing something. But I, I mean, yeah. All right. So enough of enough of the pit stuff now. I mean, because I'm I'm just gonna start rambling and pausing. Uh, you know, my last podcast I did some strip club stories, and I have some more more to tell. Actually, two actually. One particular is we went to um, Silky's one night, and uh, the one one of the dancers was kind of um, I don't know. She was kind of boyish, I would say. And she was kind of, she was, her, her build was kind of built like a, like a, I guess a, a guy as well. And I just remember she was dancing in front of me and I tried not to laugh at her. Like I was just holding it in. Cause I knew, I knew if I laughed at her, I was going to really hurt her feelings. And you know, you, you know, 
but I just I turned my laugh from into pretending to enjoy the whole thing. So we both had a you know a great you know so I both we both joined you know our our thirty seconds together so I can put my dollar in her G string and she can move on to the next guy. But the other one I have to tell you is even more funnier. Um, I, when I, I used to play deck hockey, and well, one of the things about deck hockey is there's always a registration deadline. We, we have to pay regi- when you have to pay registration. We had three, two guys that owed hockey registration. It was our goalie and this other, this other player, or um, our one of our one of our one of our offensemen. So the captain, he, the goalie, and the offenseman went to the hobby playground, and the goal was to go there before the hockey game. So they went. They drove from right, and then they left. They left the high playground to, to, to play a deck hockey game. Now, I mean, looking back at this, I mean, I mean, we, I'm sure we all enjoyed deck hockey and whatnot. But who the hell, who the hell leaves a strip club to go play deck hockey? I mean, I mean, I just that just um, blows my mind. Just, just thinking about that. I mean, I probably would have stayed at the strip club, but. We, um, he went to collect the ref fees and he goes, Hey, registrations, dude, do you have your registration? And the goaltender looks at him and goes, yeah, I have, I had it. And he said, well, where is it? He goes, he said, uh, I gave it all to the strippers. And yeah, th- yeah, we, we played that game without a goalie. Oh no, we had, somebody else had to suit up. And cause you know, he had the money. He just, he gave it to the, he gave it to the strippers. I mean, I mean, I, I gave my Nike golf hat to a, to a stripper one time and, you know, it was it was it was one of those Tiger Woods snapbacks. You know, the black with the white swoosh. And I think I just bought that hat too. I think did I or didn't I? I think I just bought that hat, and it was replacing my other Nike swoosh hat because you know at the at the time that was the, that black that black Nike hat with a swoosh that was the style. I mean, or I mean they had different colors too. But that's when you know you know that's kind of when you know. Nike became more, I guess, more of a stylish wear because in the you know, early early in my high school, my high school in the mid nineties, you 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 pretty much wore starter stuff. Uh, it was it was it was it was starters. It was NFL teams, college teams, uh, DeLong pullovers. I mean, everybody wore the DeLong pullovers. It wasn't until like maybe later that people were people you know people started wearing like Nike shirts, Adidas shirts. Reebok, whatever. I mean, they. I mean, people start actually wearing that stuff, whether rather than the actual. I think it's pretty much was the beginning of the end of the starter for the most part. It was getting with the times. All right, so I'm done rambling about that. But let's get to um, the card openings. Now I did open some of these packs, and I'm gonna tell you guys. I mean, this here, here was my first six. Here was the first six cards I got. Let's see. My first six were Tony Page from the Dolphins, El- Lewis Oliver, Steve Wisniewski, Jarvis Williams, Bruce Armstrong, and Carly. And then my next six were Frank Stams, Randall McDaniel, Bruce Matthews, Dwayne Bickett, Ken Hall, and Richard Dent. Okay, because six cards came in each pack of these action pack cards. Now, just a minute, and these cart these packs ran from between I think a dollar fifty to three dollars, maybe more at one point. But these cards were supposed to be the gold standard because they were thick. They had twenty four karat gold, you know, 
stamping. They were supposed to be the you know the highest of high cards. Now I read you those names off because that's what I got in these packs. So imagine spending three dollars on a pack of cards and you get that. I mean, what's the point? Now let, let, let's look at, the, at my next six: Calvin Williams, David Little, oh a Steeler, Brent Jones, Anthony Miller, John Taylor, and Eugene Robinson. Yeah, that's a really awesome thing. But it got better a little bit later. My last two packs, I got checklists. So imagine spending three dollars for a pack of cards, and one of your six cards is a checklist that's worth little, that's worth dick. And actually, the checklist is like a piece of paper. It's flimsier than a business card. But let's look at my last six. Last six. My last six were Dan Marino, Cleveland Gary, Marcus Allen, which isn't too much of a bad haul. Checklist. Barry Word, and then Derek Thomas. That's not too bad. Then I had, let's see, my next pack, Christian Coye, Anthony Munoz, Mike Singletary again, Mark Carrier, Checklist, and Neil Anderson. Now, I was a huge fan of Neil Anderson growing up, so I love this card of him. But yeah, this was the gold standard. I mean, ever, I mean that's when... In the early 90s, they started releasing all these different sets out that they were supposed to be the greatest and they just never were. I'm, I'm thinking actually about buying some basketball next. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about some 92-93, maybe Skybox. Let me see. Let's, let's take a look here. Um, 90, let's, try, let's try 91-92 Skybox basketball. How much? I mean, can I get a box of these and how much? Oh, they're running for friggin' Hmm, Chasing Jordan. Let's go eBay again. eBay.com, because that's where I bought the action pack for twenty bucks. Now there's a, now there's a rookies up there's a rookies uh, series of these that I thought about buying, but I just don't feel like paying. I, it's they're twenty bucks, but the shipping is sixteen dollars. I don't feel like paying. I don't feel like paying sixteen dollars shipping for a twenty dollar box of cards. Uh, let's see. Let's try 91, 92 basketball packs. Because I want to take a look at something here. Ooh, I can get a pack. Let's see, 10 packs of Upper Deck for $27. Oh, Skybox. Uh, let's see. I can, hmm. NBA Hoops. I'll tell you what, the basketball really carried its value. Uh, let's see, Upper Deck, High End. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only grip I had about upper deck was they did the, the low end and high end, and it, you know it ruined everything because because you spent so much time collecting the low end, then they released the high end, and you're like, okay, well, I just spent most of my time doing this. I have to look at this because I do want to buy some basketball wax packs, and either that I can do hockey, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I'm have to look into this. What about hockey? Hockey packs. Let's see, I can get, well, what? That's two packs. Uh, no, nothing there. I'll have to look into this. Oh, I can get Pro Set dirt cheap because they overproduced the hell out of Pro Set. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into this because I definitely want to do this. Ooh, Parkhurst. I forgot about Parkhurst. But yeah, I used to go to the Woodland Flea Market in West Mifflin and... Man, it, 
it was packed on Saturdays and Sundays, especially during the time of you know uh, baseball season. Uh, I remember I started collecting in '88 when the Pirates got pretty big, and I remember I was collecting all the team sets, and I was collecting all of them from '88 backwards, and I got to learn so much about the Pirates just by doing that, about the players they had, and just you know. And, of course, my dad said, yeah, they were pretty much, you know, I was reading the cards off from, like, the 85, 86. And my dad's like, yeah, those teams were really, really bad at that at that point. Yeah, they sucked. My dad would be like, yeah, this guy, he, he kept dropping the ball. This guy couldn't hit. But I would go there, I would collect that, you know, a bunch of stuff. Then, what was my favorite? Um, I love Classic. And if you remember Classic, they, they, they made a whole bunch of card sets. You know, I love collecting those. But I remember when Top Steam Club came out, it was it was a series one baseball. I mean, they were selling those. They were selling for like ten dollars a pack at one point. I mean, I had a Dave Justice Steam Club that I traded for more packs because I didn't think he'd be you know it, it was going to be worth that much. At the time, it was going for fifteen dollars, and I almost wanted to hurt myself. And luckily, that card's worth dick now, and it's it's funny now because I look at some of these cards now and like you know, why would I want to spend? This money on like a Bonds rookie that is like, you know, PSA 10 when I can just get the same card for like Gem Mint for like like 10 bucks or something. Let's see. 1986 Bonds rookie. Let's see here. Yeah, I mean, you can get the... The 1986 Tops traded Bonds rookie. You can get for, it's five, There's one for $500. There's a PSA 10 for 9475 or I could just get one pre-owned for eight, for, for eleven bucks. So yeah, there's um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um. As you can see, yeah, I'm looking at these. I mean, I can get the bonds. I mean, for what they're selling a bonds rookie for for nine thousand, I can get one for thirty five dollars. Probably probably less than that. That's just the hilarious part about that. Is some of these some of these cards are. Just, it's like I'm not gonna spend ten thousand dollars on a card where I get the same one for like a lot less. I mean, a Canseco rookie. I've always won a Canseco rookie. Now, the Don Russ one. I mean, I'm gonna top the Canseco rookie for three twenty five. It's the it's the tops traded. Uh, the Don Russ one. Let's see. Don Russ. Shoot, I can get it now. God, that car was like sixty worth sixty bucks at one point. I can get one now for thirteen dollars. Ah, uh, poor Jose. You, 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 you know, you really remember more than this. I mean, I get a six count lock and Sega rookies for fifty dollars. I mean, that just man, that sucks. I'm sorry, Jose. You, you you deserve better. But let's get these pack rippings because I've been rambling about this. I got four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip up four packs, guys. So here we go. The first pack of these these cards. Oh wow. John Elway, Bobby Humphrey. Now back in '91, this Bobby just came off a uh, thousand yard season. Wait a fucking minute. 
Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Hold on. They're stuck together. Bobby Humphrey, which was, a, which was, you know, he just came off two consecutive thousand yard seasons. Oh, look at this. Barry Sanders. Wow. Look at that. That was his third year. And a checklist. Don Mikowski, the magic man. Sterling Sharp and War Moon. So in one pack, I got Elway, Bobby Humphrey, which would have been worth something at one time. Barry Sanders, Don Mikowski, Sterling Sharp, and War Moon. That pack, I mean, this this pack, I mean, this, I mean, I mean, these cards were going for two buck fifty to three dollars a pack. They were going probably about, probably three dollars. I'm thinking, maybe more than that. I know, I know, some of them went for six dollars, but that pack alone was more than what I what I would have paid for. I mean, that pack's probably worth, worth the entire box here. Now let's go to the next one. Ooh, Troy Aikman, Jeff George, and it's a twenty-four karat gold Jeff George. Oh shit. That's nice. A Jeff George 24 karat gold. Bo Jackson. And I got a card. It's stuck to Jim Everett or Chris Everett as they call them. Ronnie Hampton, Jerry White, and uh, Reggie White. Two straight packs I got fired. It almost seems like I had to go through all the shitty packs. It seemed like the first few packs were just shitty. And I had to work my way down to the actual good stuff. I think that's how a lot of these car boxes were. So let's go to the next one here. The third pack. Oh, uh, we yeah, we definitely... Yeah, we, the streak has ended. Stephon Page, he was a pretty good uh, receiver for the Chiefs. Henry Illard was pretty decent. Art Monk, Mark Rippon, Kyle Clifton, and Raina Thompson. Uh, other than... Um, you know, the two notable ones is Ellard and Mark Monk. I mean, those are just commons. I mean, those are those cars. Those, those cars probably bought at fifty cents, but this was thick card stock and it was three D. Yeah, let's go to another pack. Maybe we'll do one more after this. I mean, we're on, we're three minutes on this podcast. Let's see. Uh, Buford McGee, whoever the whoever the hell that is. I mean, imagine spending three hours and four three hours in a pack, and you're getting Buf- Buford fucking McGee, Albert Lewis, Reggie Cobb, Kevin Fagan, Morton Anderson, John Stevens. Imagine spending three dollars and you get that as your as your as your cards. I mean, that's like buying a ten dollar pack of Stain Club, and you know it's like it means in getting basically nothing. All right, I'm gonna open two more packs here. It's one thing I loved as a kid. Was buying was was getting a whole wax box and just opening packs. I mean, it was just. And what's funny is you, you get your, your parents would be like, "Why don't you just buy a whole set and be done with it?" And I'm like, "You just don't understand." I mean, the thrill of it, opening up, smell, smelling that bubble gum. Oh, there's no gum in this. It's just cardboard. But let's see here: Steve Walsh, Brad Baxter, Ken O'Brien. Ooh, some Jets. I'm getting. Keith Byers, Sammy Smith, and Richmond Webb. Yep. That's pretty much the gist of it. But I'm curious. Uh, let's see here. Jeff George, 1991, action-packed. 
Jeff George. How much is that car going for? Uh, let's see. Doesn't say. I'm just trying to figure out how much the you know, 24 carat is. 24K? Uh, it doesn't say. I'm curious to how much it should be worth. I'd have, have to look it up and see. But, I mean... 24 gold. May have to go to a collector and figure this one out. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much there. Wait a minute. There's action-packed baseball, too. Uh, last pack, you guys. Clarence Verdon. Sean Jones. Vance Johnson. Trace Armstrong. Willie Galt. And Mervin Fernandez. And, yes, that was a pack of hot garbage. But um, the Jeff George, I'm very intrigued about. I mean, I'm, I'm curious how much that card's worth. I mean, it's a Jeff George. I mean, I'm acting like that's a lot. I mean, Jeff George cards, I think, when they came out, were, were a lot, were, they were a decent price back then. And then, of course, he played like ass. And But I got an Aikman, and here it is right here. That's nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure this out, figure out how much it is. But the Bo Jacks is nice. And I got Barry Sanders. And I got John Elway. Yeah, I'll have to figure these out. Anyways, guys, I'm going to end it here. Hell to pit. Have an awesome week.